Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. How you doing today? I am doing very well. How about you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I think you had a big weekend this last weekend. Did I? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm pretty I had a, sure you did. I had a I, son graduate. That's big. Yes, and we had Mother's Day. Big. All at the same time. That's a lot. I got another big weekend coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, what's that? Well, I got a son getting married. Oh, wow. It's like he's graduated college. He says, okay, time to get married. <laughs> so we're kind of in between these events. Hey, that's exciting. Talk about spreading your wings. Well, I'm happy for you, man. I, I want to rejoice with those who rejoice. That's a lot of good things. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, hey, yeah. question, question, yes. question. Do you know why the husband should prepare the morning coffee? Mm, I do not know why the husband should prepare the morning coffee. Because the scripture says he brews. <laughs> Thought we should just get that one in there. Let's talk about Hebrews. Let's do. <laughs> Jumping into chapter two. Jumping into chapter two. I want to read verses one through four of Hebrews chapter two. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles, and by the gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will." So in the first chapter of Hebrews, one of the big takeaways was the exaltation of the Son of God, God the Son, that he is above angels. Yes. His role as God, his role as creator, uh, his role as redeemer is after he purged us of our sins that he sits down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm -hmm. His role as son. Yeah. He's he's the son, and God in the Old Covenant said some things to the son that he did not say to any of the angels— Reminding yeah. us that the sun is not an angel. And as we begin chapter two, one of the things I noticed is this angel talk again. Yes. That even in the verses that you read, there is this contrast. Look how sure the words are coming from angels. And I, I guess that's talking about revelation. I guess that's talking about a message from God since angels are messengers of God. Well, one of the things we mentioned last week, and this reminds us of, is that the Jews, in their perception of the delivery of the law mm -hmm. and the prophets and the writings, they saw that as delivered by angels. Okay. In fact, in Stephen's sermon in Acts chapter 7, as he gets toward the end, he talks to the Jews about you guys who, who saw the law as delivered by angels, as, mm -hmm. as these messengers. So for them... There's this this look at the law, and, and Hebrews 1, one where it says, in time past, in many ways, and uh, in diverse manners, depending on yeah. which translation you have. For the Jews, as they were looking back at that, that was all connected to angels. These okay. things that happened through prophets in the Old Covenant with the law came through angels. Now, throughout the entirety of chapter 1, the Hebrew writer has been saying the Son is superior mm -hmm. to those angels who were a part of that communication process. So what you just read in chapter 2, verse 2, is that the Jews understood they would be held accountable to the word and the message that was brought by angels. So the Jews understood that Old Testament scripture, they, they were 
They were held to that. They were held to that. Think about this. These these accounts that we remember that seem so stark and sometimes for us in our modern sensitivities and sensibilities, even um, brutal and blunt and harsh. But you think about the flood. Mm-hmm. You think about, well, from the very beginning, Adam and Eve being thrown out of the garden, Cain being cursed. You think about what happens with Ham and Canaan after Noah gets through the flood. We think about things like uh, Achan. Right. And Nadab and Abihu. Mm-hmm. And we think about those who touched the ark or possibly just looked on the ark at Beth Shemesh when they mm-hmm. weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And all these times where the judgment of God breaks forth on those who did not listen to, mm-hmm. that did not submit to the law God had brought. Yeah. I think about Uzzah. Here's David when he's wanting to move the ark. He is absolutely striving to honor and glorify God. All the things that they were doing to to move that ark were the human kind of wisdom that right, says, here's right, how you glorify right. God, and here's how you honor this ark of the covenant. But it just wasn't what had been delivered right. in the law, where the Levites were supposed to be carrying the ark, and so God breaks out against them. Th- mm-hmm. These are the kind of things that the Hebrew writer is bringing up. We, we've got story after story after story where those who disregarded what was revealed by angels, and they received judgment, retribution, and punishment. One of the things that comes to my mind, though, looking at bridging verse 1 and verse 2 of Hebrews 2, there's this warning about drifting away, mm. right? And uh, in the Old Testament, you do have this story, I, I think, about in the book of Judges, where it seems like a, a generation or two would would drift away, that you have these deeds, and at that time there was Scripture, right? But the uh, you know a generation would rise up, and they wouldn't know God, or they wouldn't practice these things. Mm-hmm. They'd fall into idolatry. They'd worship the pagan gods of the land. And, of course, then you, you see that kind of story again repeated, given different kings in the book of Kings and Chronicles. You had your good kings with, you know, the happy faces on the, <laughs> on the timeline, on the timeline, in, the, timeline. In, the, in, the, in the Bible class decorations. And then you had your kings with the little sad faces and the red crowns, and they were, you know, they were bad kings. Mm. Depending on who those kings were, really, so went the nation, so went the people. Mm-hmm. And they were, it was either, you know, your Hezekiahs and great fervency for the word of God and let's do what it says, or ones that would totally forget about it, cast it aside, and and drift away. Your Ahabs and Manassas. Yeah, the Ahabs and Manassas. And uh, there's accountability for God's Word and for Scripture. Well, and and even in those that you're talking about, just point out that along the way, especially like in Judges, what do we see happening? When this drifting away occurred, Mm -hmm. judgment, retribution, punishment was was brought upon them. And then ultimately, in in that book, a deliverer, right? A judge, a savior— that's good news. That is. And and here we are looking at the Son, who is the Savior, and yet a similar warning for Christians. I think this is written to Christians. Sure. About don't drift away. Don't drift away. I'm thinking as I read this, we just got done going through Galatians. We did. And the similarity between Paul's letter to the Galatians and this letter to the Hebrews. So Galatians was written in the main to Gentile Christians. Right. And the reason he was writing to them is because they had accepted the gospel. They had turned to the Lord. They had recognized that they could be freed through Jesus Christ mm-hmm. from things that the law could not free them from. Correct. So they didn't, they didn't become Jews. They yeah. became Christians. They became Christians. But now... Galatians, 
they are quickly deserting this gospel because yeah. some Judaizing teachers have come in and said, you need to overlay the law. Yeah, Paul said that they were bewitched. Who has yeah. bewitched you? Yeah, it's like, I, I marvel that you so suddenly turn away. So it was a quick departure or apostasy, I guess is the word. And remember when we were in Galatians 1, we highlighted how he's, I think, calling to mind what the Jews did at Mount Sinai as they heard God, turned to God, committed to God, and then in less than a month, quickly yeah. deserted. Yeah. Okay, so that's... They're making Colton calves. That is Paul writing the letter to the Galatians, these Gentile Christians, and they're quickly deserting. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like they're walking down a path, and they're coming to a fork in the road, and Paul has told them, take that take that path. Yeah. Take take that road. Go to the right. Go, 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 to, yeah, the right. go to the right. Take the go right. Go to the right. But there's someone standing at the fork saying, no, 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 go this other way. Go this other way. And, and they've gone. They've gone the other way. And Paul is, Paul is calling to them and saying, look, no, no, come back. Come back to the path. That other path is not helpful. It's not going to save you. If that path was going to be beneficial, I'd have told you to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Quickly deserting. Mm-hmm. Here, as he's writing to the Hebrew Christians, right. rather than a quick desertion, there's a drifting away, which which almost seems to be more like a, a slow, imperceptible, kind of not aware that it's happening. This The same Greek term that's used here is used in the Greek translation of Proverbs 3.21. You mean the Septuagint? The Greek translation, yes, the Septuagint. Okay. See, here's what I've learned. Every once in a while, I like to drop a word too, Edwin. I get it. I get it. <laughs> anyway, so we, we won't spend too much time on that, but the... Uh, uh, in Proverbs 3.21, where the Hebrew has a word that means lose sight of, when they translate it into Greek, they use this word, this this word about drifting away. And so here, rather than a picture of quickly and suddenly, it's more like you're out on a boat mm-hmm. and you've gotten distracted. Who knows? Maybe you're playing dice in the hold or maybe, hey, maybe you're just busy setting the sails or, or whatever and not paying attention maybe or you just maybe fell you just, asleep at the helm. Maybe you just fell asleep or daydreaming, chit chatting with your fellow sailors. And all of a sudden you look up and realize I can't see the shore. Mm. I don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a big, big deal. You have mm-hmm. no idea if the boat has turned around. You don't know which direction the, the shore is. You don't know if you're heading east, west, north, south. You you've lost sight. You've drifted away. Yeah. And the Hebrew writer is warning these Hebrews, don't drift away. And and the response to that, instead of losing sight of, pay close attention. The Son has communicated a message of salvation. Look, if when the angels communicated and, and it was disregarded and there was judgment and retribution and punishment, how much more if the Son has communicated salvation, if you ignore it, you're not gonna get salvation. And a major theme is introduced right here in chapter 2 and verse 1 that we will return to several times in the book, and that is this warning about drifting away, Mm -hmm. about falling away, about growing weary. Um, One of the things that we need to prepare for, or at least come to understand as Christians, is that this this is a long obedience. This is a commitment to follow the Lord in the course of our life, and that can be a long time. For some, maybe short for others, we don't know that's in God's hand, uh, but that's what we're committing to. And so one of the great, I guess, encouragements I take from Hebrews is when you hit moments in your walk of faith and in your life, when you begin to doubt, when you, you know, maybe even you're tempted to fall away, well, you're not the first one that's been there. This was something addressed in the Bible itself. Don't drift away. 
how easily we can drift away. Don't do it. And what we have to do is pay attention. Like the sailor, we've got to have, we've got to be looking at the shore. We've Mm -hmm. got to make sure where the reference point is. And Mm -hmm. the reference point is the message from the sun. Like we learned in Galatians, the message from the sun is exclusive. If you ignore what the sun has said, there will be no salvation. Mm -hmm. There is salvation in no one but Jesus Christ. And when he's writing to the Gentiles, he's making that point. When he's writing to the Hebrews, he is making that point. There's no other salvation. If you lose sight of this, if you let go of this, if you drift away, if you let the milieu of the world and the zeitgeist of the age cloud your vision, if you get distracted, maybe even just by daily living and just the struggle to survive in this world. If you get distracted, and the reality is, I think about how it might even be possible to get distracted just because, well, I'm doing the work. I'm doing church work and and actually lose sight of Jesus himself and his message. And what he's saying is pay close attention. If if this son is that important, Mm -hmm. it is important for you to pay attention because if you neglect what he says... you're not going to have the salvation he preached. Yeah. Yeah. The Marthas and the Marys and, Mm. oh man, you you just, you just open up right there, brother. And we're out of time. (laughs) (laughs) But but we don't, we we don't want to drift away. No, we're so glad that you joined us for text talk today. If you're uh, curious about what we were talking about with Galatians, just uh, roll back a few episodes and you'll see that we spent a good time walking through Galatians together. We love you. When you share the podcast, when you rate it, review it, when you send us, an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. We pray, Father, that we might be about focus, that we might be about discernment, that we might be intentional to look at the sun, to value you and your word, and to walk according to it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.